Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Matt Ryan goes 21 for 28 for 222 yards. I'm sorry, did I say Matt Ryan? Yes. Your starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. Wait, what happened to Sam Ellinger? Shh, we don't talk about Sam Ellinger. The first rule of Colts football is we don't talk about Sam Ellinger. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Jonathan Taylor, 22 carries, 147 yards. Yeah, I know, it included that 66-yarder. I know it did. But he did it, and it was impressive. The Colts, 25. The Raiders, 20. Jeff Saturday with the win, or, man, it was it was the Raiders. Which, by the way, if you didn't see the Derek Carr press conference afterward, the quarterback for the Raiders, that dude is just plain old devastated. JMV joins us right now, 93.5, 107.5, the fan. And uh, Jeff Saturday will continue to take heat. This idea of hiring Jeff Saturday has a lot of people uh, apoplectic. But Colts fans are going to say, if, if you win, we'll, we'll love you. The man's not the second coming. I've seen some people writing about, it's the greatest thing that ever happened. Whoa up. What's your take on this victory yesterday? Well, Tony, Colts fans wanted to see him have success because of his past. And they also want to see this team have success. And you know, the owner wants to see this team have success. A lot of us would, I guess, in this case, suggest that they're done, that they should be playing for a high draft pick, and that draft pick should be a quarterback. But the owner and a lot of the fans still want them to play through it, a lot of season remaining. I understand that completely. And it was good to see some good fortune happen to the Colts yesterday, even if it didn't come in the fashion in which was agreed upon by most folks, and especially those folks that Tony just so went overboard and overreacted with the egregious, most egregious thing I've seen in my years of the NFL. How angry are you at Joe Thomas, the former Cleveland Brown? It's that's a clown show, man. Seriously, that's the most egregious thing you have seen. It, that's it's just what that is, Tony. Those morning television shows where they try to scream and yell and outdo one another, and then you end up saying something and you sound really stupid. That's it on Friday with Joe Thomas, and then Bill Cower yesterday. Bill Cower on CBS. If you missed that, uh, was explaining just how awful he thought this hire was and how big of a disgrace it was to all the coaches out there that it had worked. Um, you know, and then you can flip the script. You can say, well, there are a lot of broadcasters out there that probably spent 25, 30 years, never got out of a small market, but you land as a former coach right in a, a nice, cushy CBS gig. People are saying that. It's just overblown. Listen, if you want to blame Jim Mercer, Tony, if you want to blame him for a misguided decision, um, a decision that was made in haste, or intervening or meddling, you can do that. And I'm glad that they got to win because all of that heat, at least for this week, is somewhat off. But this other stuff about an egregious hire and a disgraceful hire is nothing but national media overblown fodder. It was ridiculous. Talk to me about the game itself. What did you see? What did you like? What can this team actually build on? And uh, Matt Ryan's the quarterback for the future now? Yeah, well, I guess so, because Jeff Saturday wanted it that way. Jim Irsay wanted Sam Ellinger, 
And that's what I would like to know, too, because Jim Irsay, I would guess, right, he kind of forced Sam Ellinger on Frank Reich, and then Frank Reich gets fired, and then Jeff Saturday is allowed to go back when he was healthy to Matt Ryan. And you and I talked about this last week. Matt Ryan was going to be the best way for this team to get a win. It wasn't Sam Ellinger. It was Matt Ryan. I think I even said last week Nick Foles. Both of those veteran quarterbacks, I thought, gave the Colts a better chance to win than did Sam Ellinger and Jeff Saturday with a healthy Matt Ryan had a chance to make that call. I was told Saturday that on Friday that there were number one team snaps for Matt Ryan, and I should watch at some point. He's probably going to enter the game. And then yesterday I hear that he's probably going to to start the game. So that did not surprise me. But I tell you what we need to talk about is how Parks Frazier, in his first game, his debut of play caller, I thought he kept it really simple. And what he did was – he got it to his guys. He got it to Jonathan Taylor. He got it to Michael Pittman Jr. He got his playmakers the football, and they also stayed ahead of the chains. I'd have to look back on the percentages, but this season offensively didn't seem like that there were a lot of second or third in short situations. seemed like we saw a lot of that yesterday, and they weren't against the chains, no third and long situations, or at least not many to speak of. I thought Parks Frazier did an outstanding job in his debut as play caller. Now, again, it was against a bad defense, but he was thrown in there. That was great. The quarterback's coach apparently didn't want the gig. Um, after it was presented to him, Parks Frazier stood up, and there you go. Had a nice calling game. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The quarterback's coach didn't want the gig? Did you want to hear this story? I want to hear the whole thing. I got nothing else to do. This is it. <laughs> Go. So the story, as the story goes, Scott Milanovic is the quarterback's coach, and he was the first guy that was actually offered the play-calling gig. And as the story goes, and I don't know if anybody with the Colts would dispute it, but as I was told, it was a situation where he wanted them to tear up his contract, and he wanted to get more pay for doing that gig. And the Colts decided against that. Thus, Parks Frazier was the choice on Sunday. That's oh, just as a uh, is that you man that, that you, you had to you? really think that you were in a leveraged <laughs> position to be able to do that with the Colts. Yeah, and you know what? I don't know the entire story, and maybe you're right in how you portray this. It may also be a situation to where. You know, some of the coaching staff, from what you hear, not everybody was on board organizationally with what they were doing with Jeff Saturday in this situation. You know, so maybe it was something like that. I don't know, but I was just told that story uh, late Saturday, early Sunday about how he was going to be the first choice and it wasn't going to be Parks Frazier. But I'm glad for Parks Frazier. I don't know him from anybody, but I thought he did a really nice job of just keeping it simple and getting it to his guys, staying ahead of the chains. And they had some big plays for him against the bad Raiders defense, but they got the win. I thought that he did a really good job of play calling yesterday for a first-timer. Talking to JMV from 93.5-1075, the fan. Uh, Let's talk about hashtag run the damn ball because that was the thing that looked different. I mean, there are some things on offense that I have questions about specifically. only four passes to a tight end. Where's our, our tight end play at, at this stage of the game? But they actually did run the ball. I mean, when you take a look at it, I'll take the Ryan carries out of it. They ran 26 times. Now, I would still argue you'd want to run more times. Even Zach Moss got in the game for a carry for four yards. Uh, but they they ran. 
running matters quite a, a bit. And we've been hearing people screaming about this for, for well, a couple of years now. Finally, they're doing it. That enough is it to give Parks Frazier a lot of love. Hey, Tony, you and I have been on the same page with one clear thing for the past couple of months, and that is this team is just going to be as good as its offensive line performs. And yesterday might have been the best offensive line performance, really, in both run blocking and pass protection we have seen this year. And that is the key to it all. I mean, it really is. There are a lot of really good layered stories here, layered stories of success because of that win yesterday. But it's the offensive line. And this team, offensively, is only going to be as good as that group plays. And it played up to a lot of the expectations yesterday. And you look at it in turn, they end up getting a win. So that's that's where it all is right there. That's where it's all been this season. That's where it's going to continue to be. It starts right there with that O-line. They played better yesterday, ran the football, and then running off. Uh, that of running the football, got to throw it down the field a little bit, got some playmakers, made some big plays. That's what you want to see. Uh, we'll, we'll just stick with offense this time around. Any changes we should expect to see uh, this week? Anybody leaving and they looking for anybody to come in? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Well, I mean, it is just Monday morning, Tony. I mean, who knows? It's the Colts and it's Monday morning. No, I, I don't think so. Here's what I gather. I gather they're going to let this thing settle down a little bit. You know, certainly they're not going to practice. They're not going to go in today. No practice, no practice tomorrow per usual. They'll get back with it in preparation for the unbeaten Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they'll start practicing on, on Wednesday for that Sunday matchup. And then, you know, we've been talking about this a little bit, right, with that Raider team. It's not any good. It really looked in disarray. And actually it was more in disarray than the Colts did coming off that chaotic week that they had here. But Philly's legit. Nick Sirianni, the former offensive coordinator, has that team unbeaten right now the best team in the NFL. If you watched Buffalo the past couple of weeks, there's no doubt that right. the Eagles are the best team right now in the NFL. There's going to be a significant gauge as to where this team is and how much you gather from the hiring of Jeff Saturday. That is going to be a true gauge. But yesterday, yesterday was fun to watch, an exciting game, and some good fortune come to the Colts after what was a chaotic week for sure.